Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Here we are together again. And today, I have a dear friend with me. In fact, Erin, Erin Harrison, has done a podcast with me, or I think a couple you've done with me before. Erin and her wonderful husband and family are part of our hilltop. In fact, when they moved into the hilltop, they became part of our family. And now they're married into the family. Yes, just recently... Erin's daughter, Megan, who is married to Pearl's son, Noble, uh, they had a precious little baby, Isla Rose. Anyway, you better say something about that, Erin. Oh, she is just so precious. It's really quite a neat thing to have a granddaughter that we share. Yes. I think that's fun. It's your granddaughter and my great-granddaughter. That's pretty special, I would say. I know, yes. And she is the most beautiful baby and, of course, the most amazing mother. Erin has trained her daughters. Um, She has sons as well. But uh, Megan and Molly, and Molly is soon to have her baby. So the two sisters will be enjoying babies together. But uh, Erin trained her daughters Oh, just how to run a home, how to cook. I mean, they just entered into marriage knowing how to manage a home and do everything and just ready to have their beautiful babies. It's so wonderful. Man, it's already hard enough to adjust to being married and having children. It was it was really a blessing that I was able to instill some good... Um, just good techniques, good tips, good practices that they have been able to carry into their marriage and into their new homes. It's just, it's a delight for my heart to see it, you know, because when they were little girls, ever since they were just walking, they were up, up on chairs, helping me bake and they were helping me sweep floors and they were helping me wash dishes and dry dishes and put them away and, We've just been working together all these years, so it's such a delight to see how that equipped them for their calling in life, which is for motherhood and to be a wife and a homemaker. Yes, yes. So Erin has always included her girls in everything and all the housework, and so it's just part of their lives. But anyway, today, Erin and I are going to speak on the subject of wait for it. We love our kitchens. And it is true. I love my kitchen and I love my kitchen. It's the heart of the home. Yes, the absolute heart of the home. And God created us, dear ladies, for the home. I mean, we were created for the home. Society doesn't tell us that, but the Bible does. I mean, when God created Adam, he created him first before he created Eve. And what was the next thing he did after he created Adam? He 
created the garden home. He didn't create the woman until he had the home ready for her. And when God made this beautiful woman, she woke up to life in her home because that's where God wanted her to be. So, ladies, today we want to give to you just a little love of kitchens. Now, Erin, maybe you could just start telling us, because we'll start, perhaps we'll go through a day in our lives. Well, you know, perhaps a typical day. So let's start with the morning, getting up, getting breakfast. Tell me, Erin, how does your day start in your home and in your kitchen? Well, I just, I wake up and wake up to shine for the Lord, for Jesus, and just wake up with a glad and thankful heart, first of all and foremost. And then I just, the kitchen is the first place I go after um, making my bed. And I go out there and I start preparing. So stop there. I love something you said then. First thing you do is make your bed. I love that. You don't even come out to the kitchen till you've made your bed. I believe that is so important too. Today, so many beds are left unmade in homes. And I don't think that is right. I do believe we are should ourselves and we should train our children as soon as they are able. That, that's the first thing they do when they wake up. They make their bed. Oh, yeah. I think it's critical. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. it sets you up for success for the day. It does. Not only fact, that. It, ex- it sets you up for success, for life. Did you read that book? It's called Make Your Bed. And it's about this um, great general in the army, and he became very successful. But he said his success started with getting into the habit of making his bed. Well, a little backstory. I was disabled for about six years, and for the first nine months after I had a terrible accident through um, getting a bladder lift operation, and that was one of the only things I could do was to make my bed. And so, I it sometimes took me twenty, thirty minutes, and I'd have to like hobble around the bed just ever so slightly and gingerly because my legs were so throbbing in pain, and I could barely stand on my feet, but. If I could make my bed, I felt like I accomplished something. I felt like it was a huge thing to be able to do that. And it gave me some sort of value for my life just to be able to do that one thing. And then I wasn't in bed all day. I could make my way to the living room and prop my leg up in the other room. But just making my bed was Mm. like a part of my recovery process. Mm, But also getting ready in the morning is really critical too. I don't think women should just, I mean, I know a lot do, and it's not like it's a sin or anything, but it just doesn't set you up for a good attitude, a good, um, just a a good success for your day as a homemaker, just to just come straight out of the bed, don't make the bed, just come out to the kitchen with your scrubby pajamas on and your hair all in a mess and everything. And I like to take a little time in the morning, get up a little earlier, and I like to take a shower or sponge bathe or something and do my hair pretty and put a little makeup on and just look nice for the day. You know, put a pretty dress on or 
whatever and some shoes just so when I come to the kitchen I don't look like you know I'm half asleep I I'm ready for the day I'm ready to get started and get something on the table for everybody to enjoy and um, my situation is a little bit different than other people's because I have the two special needs children that we care for so I'm making like blenderized foods for their health and my husband is out there helping he'll make a couple of eggs for us and then he'll make a smoothie so we kind of tag team it but there's different seasons for different things and when I wasn't in this season you know I was in you know every morning was I was baking fresh bread every morning I always had like a soaked kefir bread that I would make every evening and then in the morning um, I would bake it and so like if you wanted to my typical life when I before I adopted these children I was always up at the crack of dawn making a beautiful breakfast every morning and I always like to put the dishes out on the table and make it really lovely for everybody because mm-hmm. once all the children would wake up and they would see it just the, all the dishes just gleaming back at them it just gives everybody such a satisfying feeling to wake up to something like mm-hmm. that and your husband to sit there and be able to be served and your and your children awaiting and then they can you know you can give them jobs like somebody could be passing out the silverware they could be helping set the table as well and then they get started their day right too they all make their beds because that's we did you make did everybody make their beds this morning and then they answer yes mother and then you say okay so now we're gonna have breakfast the bread is baking so like who would like to set the table and then somebody could one of the children could be putting the plates out the other one could put some napkins and another one could put the spoons or the cup for the smoothie or whatever and so it makes it such a a fun family activity and right in your own home you don't have to go anywhere you get to do this fun stuff together yes and it's it so making, enjoyable making everything beautiful it, it's yes. just so wonderful why well I also noticed you said you know you come out dressed for the day um I love that in the Living Bible in Proverbs 31, it talks about that. It says she dresses for the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't, how can you work if you've still got your dressing gown on? You just feel as though you're still in bedroom mode. I mean, if you're going to work, you've got to be dressed, don't you? I mean, wow, you know, if someone is going out into their career, out to their job each morning, they don't go in their pajamas or their dressing gown. They go dressed for the job. That's well, right. we have the most amazing, powerful job in our homes. Wow. So let's get dressed for the job. Amen. Yes. And then I notice I'm loving all the things you say and you come out to the kitchen. That's the first place you land after the bedroom. And there it is. So what are you going to do? Move around in your dressing gown. Okay, children, there's the, there's the cereal boxes. Just get them out. I mean, help. No, we start the day seeking to make it glorious for our mm-hmm. family and for our children. Oh, and I've heard you talk about how you just love to, to just make your whole kitchen glorious. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I love to have flowers setting on the table. And I use um, fake flowers I have for different seasons. But I have some fall arrangements. I have more Christmassy arrangements. I have springtime and summer arrangements. And I like to take these beautiful arrangements, swap them out. So there's always a beautiful, beautiful um, flower sitting on the table with candles around it. I've got um, two candlesticks, and then I also have two pedestal candles as well. But I mean, most of the time, like even with my little um, special needs children, sometimes most of my children are gone working and out. So a lot of times I like to put beautiful music on. Also, when when I'm preparing the day and breakfast, I I put on classical music or really soft worship music with strumming of guitars or this or that because it just it brings all the ambiance of just beauty and glory into your home and I just make it like you know you're at a fancy restaurant why not it's your home you can make it whatever you want it to be you don't have to have it be just some drab boring situation you can put on the beautiful candles and the music and have a whole beautiful candle at dinner. Even if you've got two little children that don't even hardly know how to talk, you can just enjoy the beauty of it together. And that's what we do. And we enjoy it so much. We oftentimes just sit there and I'll try to sing to them and I'll do a few twirls and I'll dance while I'm getting in between their different little parts of their meal. And it's just, I make it a whole event, Mm. a special event right in my kitchen. Yes, and, and uh, you think, oh, goodness me, Erin's just saying all these beautiful things. How can I do that? How can I put candles out and just make it beautiful? Goodness, you don't know what's going on my, in my house. Well, you heard Erin say she has two little special needs children, and she does it even with them. Now, um, they don't maybe don't know you, so just tell them about your little special needs children so they know where you're coming from. Well, about um, two years ago, we were blessed with um, taking on two little special needs children through the state. And we wanted, we had a heart for adoption all along, but it kind of solidified our heart when we when we're part of this community and all these people having babies. And because of my surgery and where I had explained that I was having terrible pain, I also lost my uterus and things. So I wasn't able to have any more children. So in the back of my heart, I always wished and prayed that I could adopt, but it's can be expensive and all, and it's a big process. It makes you really appreciate how we're adopted into the family of God. It's just easy. It's just there and it's glory and it's beautiful and you don't have to jump through a million hoops or spend a lot of money on that. It's just given freely of the Lord to be a part of his family. So first, you know, we, we got these little children and it was just a, a quite a battle to get them to where they are now. Like they had various um, severe health issues. One of them was a complete vegetable and just lying in a in a bed, just diapered and lying in a bed with not really much hope for his life at all. So we've been battling on that. But um, he, right now he's to the point where he had a G-tube and he had a trach in his throat to breathe through. And we've gotten him overcome on that and a hip surgery that um, helped him be able to walk. Mm. So he's now walking and he's able to breathe out of his mouth, praise the Lord. Mm. And he's learning how to eat 
by mouth. He eats all of his food by mouth, but I still have to help spoon feed it with him. But I've gotten him to the point where he sits right at the table while we're listening to this beautiful music to our candlelit dinner. And it's all of his little, like super healthy, um, I got him off all of his medications, which is another miracle. And so he um, he takes his little, the spoon in his hand, and I, I put my hand over his hand, and I help him guide his hand into the, the bowl for the food, and then, we, and, and then we bring it to his mouth, and he helps me, and he licks the food off of the spoon, and, and it's all blenderized foods like avocados, and I've got a kefir smoothie with um, kale and mm. berries and um, granola, like organic granola, raw honey, and mm. and um, MCT oil and protein powders and collagen. <laughs> it's really healthy. And even a fried egg as well. Mm. You know, when my husband makes a few fried eggs, he always gives me one for Alex. I throw that in his blenderized food. And Catherine has a little bit of that too. And yeah, so we just we enjoy such the beauty of life, even though there's a lot of challenges, and it's Tell really us about Catherine. Oh, and then we we were able to adopt Catherine as well. She is three years old. So Alex is the older one I was telling you about. He's six years old, and Catherine is three years old. And she came to us through one of the private duty nursing nurses that we had um, prior to adopting him we had private duty nursing that dcs required us to have but i didn't really need them so as soon as i adopted him i went away with all of that and took care of him myself and then one of the nurses had Catherine as a foster child so they were looking for an adoptive family and it's nothing short of a miracle that we ended up with her because they don't always like to give children to to people that ask for them. They like to pick their own families. It's a crazy situation. But we ended up getting her, and she was very kind of, she didn't really, wasn't able to do a lot of things at first, but just the constant interaction, she is doing quite well. She's. They said she was off the charts with her high-functioning um, Down syndrome. So hmm. so she's, she's doing quite well. And she, like this morning when we were going to eat breakfast, she held Alex's hand and walked him out to his chair. And Aww. she likes to be like a little mommy to him and help yeah. him. So, I mean, there's, there's, there, there's a lot of obstacles when you have special needs children. It takes a lot more time. You have to be so much more patient. But I tell you, it's the most beautiful, beautiful, glorious thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It repays far more than anything ever could because we 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 they really appreciate the candles. They appreciate the beautiful mm. music and just the dancing we do and the singing we do. It's just mm. they're just like just a touch of heaven. Mm. I feel like you know when the Lord said, "What you do unto the least of these, you've done to me." I feel like, in a sense, I'm in the presence of of the Lord. Yeah, so just beautiful. Just being in their presence. And uh, hopefully you have received your new Above Rubies by now, number 99. And Erin's story about little Alex and Catherine is in this issue. 
and you'll see pictures and uh, you will love it. Oh, if you haven't got it yet, I know there's been a bit of delay with the sending out, but it will be getting to you. And um, if you haven't got it now or soon, let us know. Uh, email in with your mailing address. And if you're not on the mailing list, uh, email in to me, nancy at aboverubies.org, to make sure you don't miss out. This is a very powerful issue of Above Rubies to really encourage uh, and just affirm your great role of being a wife and a mother. Some beautiful testimonies of marriage restorations and wonderful testimonies that affirm motherhood. You're going to be so blessed. So anyway, we're still in our kitchen at breakfast time. Um, what do we do in our kitchen? Well, one thing I don't have, and that is these um, boxes of breakfast cereals. Oh, goodness me. I think you might as well eat the cardboard. I mean, they're so refined. And there's, many of them are so filled with sugar. And uh, I mean, they're nothing like the original food that they're supposed to have come from. I mean, it, it's absolutely inferior food. Well, I know they add these other things, but they're all synthetic. Oh, goodness me. I, I just wouldn't have them in my house, except I have people living with us who sometimes bring them in. But um, I just, I would never would give that to my children when they were being raised. I always like to start with the original. So um, my husband likes to eat uh, rolled oats. So I often make that for him. Um, I'm not crazy on rolled oats. I prefer the steel-cut oats myself. I love steel-cut oats. And even more, I love the oat groats. Have you ever bought oat groats? That's the real original. And what I do with them, I soak them usually soak them in whey um, or kefir or even my sourdough starter and I'll soak them overnight, throw out the water, then soak them again, sometimes soaking them for one day, sometimes up for three days. And then they are so beautiful and plump. And then each morning I can keep them in the fridge and each morning I can put some in a saucepan uh, with water and uh, just simmer them up and make them hot and beautiful and just have them with whatever I decide to have them with. I love that. And I do the same with barley too. Um, I'll soak barley for overnight or even up to three days and usually using kefir or whey or my sourdough starter for the uh, soaking of them. And, oh, my, it just makes them so healthy. And then they are ready to just, you know, heat up each morning. So those are some of my special things I love to do for breakfast. Sometimes I have eggs. Or if I don't have them in the morning, I'll have them at lunchtime. And then, of course, I have kefir and fruit or... Sometimes if I'm very busy, I might just have our sourdough bread for breakfast because I like to make our sourdough bread. So uh, those are some of the things I love to have for breakfast in our home. And uh, so I'm not sure what you love to do. But, um, oh, another thing that I think is very important for breakfast time is that everybody 
in the house is up and ready for breakfast. Mm -hmm. How can you organize a home? How can you have breakfast together if everybody is not up? I mean, I have always made it that in our home, everybody is up. They get up for breakfast. So we have breakfast together and then we're ready to have our family devotions together. How can you have devotions if nobody's up and everybody's eating breakfast at different times? And uh, so this is how we used to do it when our children were, uh, you know, growing up. And I still, in our home now, we still have our family devotions at a certain time. We all have to have breakfast before that. So we're ready. We're ready. We've eaten our physical food. And now we're going to eat our soul food, our spiritual food. Um, Although I think it's important personally to get your spiritual food even before you eat your uh you know, the food for your body. So I love to always um, get up early to spend some time in the Word just to feed my spirit before I even feed my body. And then, of course, we'll feed again some more spiritual food after uh, devotions. I often think of that wonderful, uh, dear Chinese saint, and he always used to say, "No, uh, no Bible, no breakfast. He refused to have his breakfast before he'd had his Bible. He would always make sure he'd do that first. But anyway, so that's breakfast. Any other ideas you have about breakfast, Erin? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think some easy things for some of these moms out there that feel a little overwhelmed and they're trying to get, you know, trying, trying to, you know, start some new habits and routines you know, crock pots are a great thing. Yes. Because you can mm. put oats or groats yes. and you can put them in there with That's some right. with some kefir yogurt or some mm. milk or whatever and you can just put some mm. fruit in there and season it with some cinnamon mm. and some honey and mm. or maple syrup or something and in the morning you've got this glorious food yes. ready to go. Great and so that's idea. a really yeah, and then another really easy uh, breakfast idea that um that I've been making for years and years is I call it toasted custard. Some people call them Dutch babies, but they're Mm. so easy. You just take a nine by 13 pan and you stick it in the oven with a stick of butter in it on 400 degrees. And then while that butter is melting, you take in your blender, your Vitamix or food processor. You just put eight eggs, two cups flour and two cups of milk and a splash of vanilla and maybe a pinch of salt that's it easy blend it up till it's smooth pour it in with the melted butter and you'll hear it kind of sizzle a little bit you let it bake until it poofs all the way over the top and gets a little bit golden brown on the top and it is so delicious and you can put fruit on it you can put real pure maple syrup on it you can I've even done um, custard, you know, for my birthday this year. I I had a special birthday breakfast, and I I made um, a beautiful vanilla custard, like a pudding-type homemade cooked. I made it the day before, and we put that on top, and then I drizzled a little dark chocolate 
you know, syrup that I made from scratch, just drizzled that over the top a little bit. And it tasted like a chocolatey clear mm-hmm. and it was so mm-hmm. divine. Oh, what a way God. to celebrate a birthday. Yes. What a treat. Yes. But that's one thing. And then, I mean, egg bakes are pretty easy too. Just cracking some eggs into a, into a bowl, mix in some cheese and some vegetables. Even like if you got leftover um, meat, you could put a little leftover meat in there. Uh, you could put some green peppers and onions and even some kale or spinach or you could put some leftover broccoli that you cooked the night before that's Mm. the best actually Mm. stick it all in there throw it in the oven and and just watch it just bubble and cook and it smells so savory and then once Mm. you it takes about like 45 minutes and then you've got this beautiful breakfast you know you stuff it in there and ready to Mm. go when you're when everybody's up but yeah i i was the same way when my children were all, all at home, mm. we all we never missed a meal around the table, never. Mm. And if we were on an adventure, we had a picnic, and we were all still mm. engaged together, looking at each other, talking, mm. and yes. being with one another, and That's praying true. together before we eat. And mm. I've even taught little Catherine and Alex to pray. Aww, yes. And so now, now they're getting, they really enjoy that. So... I always say, pray Jesus, and they both put their hands together, and then we say prayers, and then they Mm. say amen, and they put their hands up in the air. They bring them apart. Amen. And they just love it. So it's like these little things you can do. It doesn't have to take a lot of effort, but even even, um, those little things translate into big things, big, wonderful memories. And it just sets your whole day day up for such a beautiful... Um, atmosphere too like you're all together and you're eating glorious food together and you've got all of this beautiful stuff to look at it's all eye candy and candy for the soul and it's just I can't understand how anybody could want want for anything less than that and yes. it's so easy to put it together. You really don't have to think about it that much after you get in the habit of it. Yes, it's I easy. Think, I think that's getting in the habit of it. Some of you listening may think, oh, goodness me, how can I cook all those things in the morning? But some of them you're doing at night. You're just putting them in the crock pot, and that makes it so much easier. And then the smell is beautiful mm-hmm. for all the children as they get up in the morning. Um, but Sometimes you've just got to get get up a little bit earlier to do it. But, you know, everything is worthwhile. You just to put yourself out a little bit and uh, get up that little bit earlier and and uh, make these things. They, um, you know, it's just such a blessing. And those of you with big families, you know, throwing, um, you know, a casserole in the oven with eggs or and or doing oh, yeah. your Dutch babies, they are just so yeah. easy and so amazing. And inexpensive, and they they actually taste so divine. I mean, even my my son-in-laws, they they were like, oh, because before they were married, they would come for family breakfast every Sunday morning, and I would make this beautiful breakfast for all Mm. of my children and their significant others, and Mm. we would have a Dutch baby every morning, and um. They, they missed it so much that yeah. I had to reinstitute it. And the married <laughs> couples were coming back in on Sunday mornings. Yes. Now that she just had the baby, um, we've been sending up some Dutch baby because oh. Noble just, oh, he just, just can't stand not having He can't having do it. without his Dutch babies. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, it became such a lovely tradition that he just didn't think he could 
do away with that tradition. Yes, that's so, so amazing. Isn't that neat? Yes, but I yeah. love it. And then after breakfast, I, I always thought it was really fun to, that's when everybody works together to put everything back in order again. Yes, yes. So we would just, we, after we're done, and even with these little special needs children, little Catherine and Alex, they help me unload the dishwasher and they help me load it back up and they help me rinse off the dishes and they're just right in there with me. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. It's something fun that you can all do together. Somebody can clear the dishes. Somebody can scrape them. Somebody is on duty for sweeping under the table. One wipes off the table. You got 10 kids. You got 10 little jobs. Many mm-hmm. hands make light work. Yes. So you like to make sure that your whole kitchen is glistening and sparkling oh, yeah. before you start the rest of the day. Absolutely. There's nothing that feels more satisfying and good to the woman's soul than to have a keep kept home. Yes. Just to yes. have it shining and glorious. I always would tell the children, say, we're not leaving this place till this place is shining and glorious. Yes. And if I, we really um, had a messy house, then I would make even more of an incentive like, oh, would you all like to do a picnic and an adventure today? And they'd all say, yeah, well, we can, but we have to make this home shining and glorious. So mm-hmm. in just in a matter of minutes, the whole house would just turn from messy to marvelous, beautiful, mm-hmm. glorious home because <laughs> everybody was motivated because they wanted to go and do the fun special trip. Yes. So it's it's so easy to motivate your children. You don't have to think that, oh, how do I get them to do things? Oh, my. If you've read my Living Virtuous, Virtuously book that she, she carries in your store, I think yes, you do. Yes, and I, I have advertised it in this latest issue of Above Ruby, so you will see it there, Living Virtuously. And it's the book Erin wrote on the whole of Proverbs 31. Very, very practical book that will bless you. And also her uh, the story of her life. Erin's been writing that, and she's got uh, book one available. You'll be able to see how you can get that book too. Well, and the the main thing with Living Virtuously, it's a practical guide. Yes. So beautiful, wonderful um, Nancy Campbell here. She gives you so many beautiful spiritual tips. And and this book kind of brings it in, into reality, like some helpful things that you can do in the natural, like um, to make your your house a home. So, like, I give actual activities you can do with the children to get them motivated to help around the house. Like, I've got a thing called Mom Bucks in there. You'll have to find out what that is. And just different little things they can they can do that they earn um, a currency that they can pay for special uh, privileges. So, it's, it's really kind of neat. It teaches them responsibility, and it's fun. It's like a game. And it's just the possibilities are endless just gives you a little idea anyways oh yes well can you believe it ladies we're only up to breakfast time Mm -hmm. so we've got to do another session (laughs) erin so our next session we'll talk about what we do at lunch and what we do at supper and i hope that you are being blessed well erin and i we love our kitchens and we love to cook You're thinking, oh, goodness me, I don't love to cook. Well, cooking is part of mothering. It's part of raising our children. So why have a bad attitude about it? We need to get a great attitude and just 
change your confession to groaning about it to saying, I love cooking. I love my kitchen. You know, what you say affects your whole being. The, the power of confession is powerful. So begin to speak the right words, lovely, precious mums, and start saying, oh, I love cooking. I love my kitchen. Because you're in your kitchen for so much of the day. So why not love it? If you're not loving it, what a boring life you're living. When you start to love it, you'll, well, you'll just enjoy life. Amen. Amen. Yes. One more thing. I've heard this said before. <clears throat> if you have dishes, that means you've been fed because there's people in the world that don't even get to have dishes because they don't ever get fed. There's starving people in the world. So remind yourself of that as well when you feel like complaining. There are people out there that would just love to be able to even eat a nice meal much less have dishes to eat them on. We live like royalty. <laughs> we sure do. Let me just give you a little poem as we close. Mm -hmm. We cannot live without cooks. We may live without poetry, music and art. We may live without conscience and live without heart. We may live without friends and may live without books. But civilized man cannot live without cooks. He may live without books, what is knowledge but grieving? He may live without hope, what is hope but deceiving? He may live without love, what is passion but pining? But where is the man that can live without dining? So we all know that a wonderful way to the heart of our husband is to get to his stomach, <laughs> to feed him and uh, to feed our families. Anyway, let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that we can talk about the practical things of life and eating and cooking and uh, being in our kitchens is so much part of our life. Lord God, please help us to always have the right attitude and to understand that in our kitchens, serving our families, preparing meals for our families, that we are in the very perfect will of God. Lord, encourage each mother and uh, each young person listening today that they will have a whole new understanding about their kitchen and cooking. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. <music>